Former White House Chief of Staff to Donald Trump, John Kelly, confirming and adding new context to several stories regarding Trump's thoughts and attitude toward wounded veterans and killed veterans. Kelly calling Trump a person, quote, who thinks those who defend their country in uniform or, who, or shot down or seriously wounded in combat or spend years being tortured as POWs are all suckers because, quote, there's nothing in it for them who did not want to be seen in the presence of military amputees because, quote, it doesn't look good for me, who demonstrated open contempt for all Gold Star families and rants that our most precious heroes who gave their lives in America's defense are losers and wouldn't visit their graves in France. Joining me now is retired Air Force uh, Colonel uh, Cedric uh, Layton. Uh, so, so, Colonel, a lot of these stories were uh, reported in The Atlantic uh, magazine by Jeffrey Goldberg and in the book The Divider uh, by Susan Glasser and Peter Baker, but they were on background. Now we have Trump's longest-serving White House Chief of Staff confirming them on the record, his name attached to them, and expressing abject disgust with Donald Trump for those attitudes. Uh, you're a veteran. Uh, what's your response? Well, uh, you know, every time you hear something like this, Jake, you're amazed uh, that somebody like that could have actually been the commander in chief. Uh, and it doesn't matter about party affiliation or anything like that or ideology even. But what does matter is taking care of the troops. One of the key things that's instilled in commanders is that they must take care of their troops. And that should extend from the lowest level commander, like a platoon level command, all the way up to the commander in chief. Uh, and when that isn't done, uh, that really affects morale. It affects the ability of the force to move forward. Uh, it affects everything that uh, you can imagine for the military, including readiness. I just don't even understand it because, I mean, we were just talking about this with John Bolton, but when I see a wounded veteran, I think, what a hero, you know, when you, when you sign up or when you're drafted mm -hmm. uh, for older generations, you know, you are going, that is an act of heroism unto itself when you sign up or when you, you know, go into Vietnam or you go to Iraq or, or Afghanistan. You are putting yourself in, in harm's way, um, yeah. knowing you could lose your life or a limb or your eyesight. And when you see somebody, I mean, we have wounded veterans on the show all the time. We just had one on uh, a week ago today. Mm -hmm. um, and w when you see somebody like that, you think, God, his life is forever changed or her life is forever changed. And how heroic and, you know, I don't know if I would have the courage or strength to do that. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I think the key thing is that these people, all of us who have served, you know, we, we look inside ourselves and we look to something greater. We look for something that we can do to protect the nation and other people around the world. So it's not just for America, it's really for other people as well. Uh, but when somebody is wounded, you take care of them. Uh, you know, it's like the motto that you have in front of the Veterans Administration, which basically is, uh, to take care of the widow, the orphan, and the wounded veteran because they are the ones who have served, who have borne the brunt of not only their injuries, but also of the sacrifice that they had to make in order uh, to, to serve in this way. And they happen to, in that sense, get unlucky by being wounded. Uh, they could have, you know, there could have been other things that have happened, but those who have uh, been wounded, those who have died, uh, those who have uh, even those hidden injuries like post-traumatic stress and other injuries like TBI. Uh, those are the kinds of things that 
everybody should be looking to help protect. Uh, you and I both have done things for veterans. Yeah. Uh, we try very hard to look at them. I think one of the proudest things that I've ever been able to do is help a wounded veteran get promoted, stay in the Air Force, and get promoted in spite of his wounds. Uh, that is something that uh, I will always think about very proudly, just because I was able to help with that one person in that particular case. And even little things with other wounded veterans it becomes really important to do that, and it becomes important that anybody who is, uh, aspires to be the commander-in-chief, that that person really take into account what it means to send people into battle, to send people into harm's way. You think about what uh, Franklin Roosevelt thought about or what Abraham Lincoln Cedric, thought about. This guy, I mean, John Kelly says that mm -hmm. Donald Trump, when he was in France for the centennial mm -hmm. anniversary of the end of World War I, mm -hmm. In, in 2018, wouldn't even go to two different graves of American soldiers who helped end the war in World, in World War I, who helped end that war under the great General Black Jack Pershing, yeah. um, because he thought they were suckers and losers. Well, I, I mean, I don't even understand that. They were heroes. They were absolute heroes, and there's no question about it. And I think everybody who you know, thinks that uh, it was acceptable to behave in that way, they should spend a time at a place like the Marine Corps Museum, because that place actually shows what it was, what it was like during World War I. And places a lot of them like died of, of illness. Absolutely. Illness, wounds, uh, other factors, and they saved Europe at that time. And they same, the veterans in World War II did the same thing as well. They, they absolutely them. saved Europe, 100%. Trump loves to uh, quote an apocryphal story about Blackjack Pershing having to do with this nonsense about Muslims in the Philippines. That's not a true story. This is the actual heroism of Pershing. He doesn't want to talk about that. Anyway, Cedric, I digress. Thank you so much. Retired Air Force Colonel Cedric Clayton, thanks so much. Let's turn to CNN Chief Correspondent and Anchor of the Source, Caitlin Collins. Caitlin, um, are you surprised at all to see John Kelly setting the record straight, going on the record saying he heard these stories, he heard this, this happened, and going on to offer this sharp rebuke, uh, uh, the sharpest one yet of Donald Trump? No, I'm not surprised. I think General Kelly has been very clear in his statements, reflecting on his time working for Trump, serving as his chief of staff, a role that I should note he took in a very different way than other chiefs of staff that Trump had, whether it was Reince Priebus, uh, Mick Mulvaney, Mark Meadows. John Kelly was someone who monitored the call logs, really tried to restrict access to the Oval Office, really tried to constrain Trump in a way that we did not see other senior aides do to that degree. And he's been very blunt, I think, about his assessment of Trump, saying that he doesn't, that he lacks moral character, that he lacks judgment. Really, I mean, blunt comments. I know in Trump world, everything is kind of turned upside down. But to hear a former chief of staff say that about the president they served under is quite remarkable. But when I was looking what he what he told you, Jake, about, you know, Trump's past comments about Gold Star families, all of this, a lot of that was before John Kelly went to serve as the chief of staff in the Trump West Wing. And I think it reflects how at that time period, there were still officials who thought that they could that they could come in, that they could change Trump, that they could somehow work to make him a better president or that he would feel differently once he was in the Oval Office. And very clearly from John Kelly's assessment, that was not the case. Trump's still by far the leading Republican for the nomination by more than 30 points. So far, legal indictments, criticism from other Republicans, former members of his administration, Criticism from Cassidy Hutchinson, criticism from John Bolton, criticism from general after general, administration official after administration official have yet to damage him or even bring him down in the polls. Uh, might John Kelly going on the record confirming that he 
had these insults for wounded veterans, for uh, soldiers, Marines killed in the line of duty, might that have an effect? Or I, is, there, is there just nothing that will have an impact whatsoever? I think typically it would have an impact. And typically a judge in a pretrial motion saying that you have committed fraud and you inflated your riches would also hurt a leading Republican candidate. And we just don't see that happen with Trump. And I think it's something that mystifies Republicans. And clearly none of that has stopped him or halted him. He has only continued to be boosted as he has run and faced all these issues and been in courtrooms or had comments like the ones that John Kelly revealed to you, Jake. And one other thing I would note is about the wounded veteran who sang God Bless America at that welcome ceremony for Mark Milley when he became the Joint Chiefs Chairman. At his farewell ceremony on Friday at the Pen or at the base in Washington, that same wounded veteran came out and sang God Bless America again. Of course, before Miller referred to Trump as a wannabe dictator, I think very clearly an intentional move on his part.